All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another week of the Football Lab Podcast. Uh, I guess week 11 is where we're at right now. Uh, one of the less chaotic weeks so far this year. We were due for a letdown, and we got it. Yeah, things kind of uh, kind of normalized. Not as much, not as much chaos. I mean, we've been having insane amounts of ranked teams lose, uh, unranked versus unranked, week not, after week. Week, I mean, ten plus every week. And, <laughs> and now, well, I mean, we did get one not ranked upset, but you know, just by the names of the program, it was a major upset. Yeah, um, we almost had an even crazier upset if the halftime score would have held. Um, so five more ranked teams go down in week 11. Uh, only one of them was ranked to unranked, and that was Mississippi State being Auburn. So so for, <clears throat> for the year, we have 74 ranked teams have lost, and 44 of those teams have been – 44 of those losses have been to unranked teams. That is absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, I did find an article earlier uh, in the week, so yesterday I guess I found it, yesterday or Sunday – uh, and it was showing, and I guess the thing that made 2007 so wild is that 11 different teams were ranked at number two during the week yeah. or during yeah. the season. So a lot of chaos in the top like three or four. But as far as ranked teams losing, I think the next closest season is like in the 30s or 40s. It's not even close. Back when it took two weeks to figure out who won the game or not because <laughs> there was no internet or TV. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I think this only went back to like 1995. Um, it, it didn't go. It didn't go that far back. But I mean, there was nothing. 2007, I thought would be close to this. There's nothing close to 74. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot it's, for sure. It's, it's a lot. Uh, so Oklahoma, Auburn, Purdue, Texas A&M, and NC State all lose. Um, none of those were super surprising. The Auburn game, how it went, was surprising. But the rest of them, I, mean, I kind of saw this coming. Yeah, I've been saying Oklahoma's going to get exposed all year long. And it took till week 11, but it happened. And that, I don't think they're done losing, to be honest. Uh, well, I mean, their coaches got one foot out the door, if you believe it's, the internet rumors. Yeah, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. I guess we'll get to that later. I mean, the quickest way to sign that new 12 to $15 million deal uh, is just go ahead and lose one more. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, who knew losing could be so rewarding? <laughs> Who knew losing can make you this much money? Yeah. Conor McGregor. Chaos <laughs> uh, <laughs> headline of the week. Only three undefeated teams left. UGA, Cincy, and the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. Meep, the, meep. The best team in Texas, baby. The state champions of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um there is a lot of craziness going on. You're getting to the point in the season where a lot of schools are going to start firing people. Um, Jared, they've been firing people for like six weeks now. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, I know. But you're going to start seeing it. I, I think you're going to since like week six. I guess you're you're right. This year's just caused probably more than normal. But I guess here at the end, you're going to start seeing schools that they're like right on the edge. Well, you, like Florida. Yeah. Florida is a perfect example. Like, right. do they keep him? Do they not? I don't see how you keep him after what happened at Sanford. I know they won, but I don't see how you keep him. I mean, it's tough, dude. He has to win his next two games. The only shot he has of keeping his job is to win the next two games. Missouri is so bad. They are so bad. I could see them beating Missouri. So is South Carolina. So so is Sanford. I put (laughs) South Carolina versus Missouri in our game reviews for the simple fact that I wanted to say 
South Carolina coming off of their upset of Florida goes out and loses to Missouri. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I could totally see that happen. But I was going to say, I guess, that I am convinced Florida is going to lose to FSU. Maybe not. I mean, it's like a pride thing, but I'm just convinced that they're going to lose that game. I mean, I haven't, I haven't kept up with what Florida State's doing. Um, well, they're looking better. They're looking better every week in comparison to Miami and Florida right now. You say that, but do Miami keeps winning? They lost this week, no, but they won yeah. like the last like two or three before that. Yeah. Oh, they Florida State beat Miami this week. Okay. Yeah, but and it was like right, right. Thirty-eight twenty-one. Yep. Yeah, and uh. Yeah, they fired their AD. I don't think that was necessarily related to the football game, but I feel like Manny Diaz is probably coming next. No, they fired their AD because they were like, hey, we want you to give Manny Diaz his huge extension. He said no. They're like, well, you got to go. Is that, we can't have you, that around here. Is that your speculation or is that yeah, true? Yeah, in, in my head, that's what happened. Oh, well, I mean, that's insane. <laughs> I mean, the, the obvious the obvious target is Cristobal. He's from Miami. Um Oh well, well then why? Yeah, I would. I mean, Miami would be a great place for Cristobal. I mean, I can, I feel like that's similar to Oregon. Oregon's a better job, obviously, but it, Miami has been good. It's hard to say no to home. Yeah, um, and Miami like, has he's been good. From Miami, like he's not just like oh he played in Miami. No, he's from Miami. If anybody was going to have a real shot at turning Miami back into what they used to be, Mario Cristobal to me is like a guy that could potentially do that. Yeah, um, not saying he, he gets definitely bring, will. He gets to bring his five-five offensive line coach with him. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> wild. That guy right, must just be a technician. Well, Mario Cristobal is an offensive line coach, so it's just his buddy he gets to have on staff. Yeah, so. We'll just keep rolling along here. So Florida is obviously an absolute mess. We don't know what's going to happen to them. And I have, it's been a long time since I've heard talk about a first year coach getting fired. And it, well, well, I, it happened, I don't know it, why you it would. Literally the next post. Do Jimmy I know? Lake was Jimmy Lake got fired. And it was his first year this year. I thought it was his second year. Nope. Peterson retired last year. Really? Yep. Pretty sure. Not even a full season? <laughs> Nope. He was a defense coordinator there before that. What? No, no, no. It's his second season. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was just, I was, I thought I read that earlier today. Yeah, he, he, he did coach in 2020. Okay. Uh, yeah, Texas, I mean, brutal loss of Kansas. The video of the recruits laughing uh, on the two point oh, play is pretty good. That is so bad. That's well, so the, the guy in the video, or the guy who posted the video, he's not going to Texas regardless. He's the LSU, Texas a fight. Yeah, but still, it's a bad look. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. So, so we both agree that Mullen's going to be gone. You think Sark survives? I, I think you have to let Sark. I mean, I, mean, I don't think they can afford to turn around and pay him $30 million right now. Well, no. I mean, they can't. I mean, if there, but I don't if there think was a will. school that could, it would be Texas. I don't know why you would do this on the heels of having to buy out Tom Herman. But, I mean, Nick Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe his first year. Uh, Kirby Smart lost to Vandy his first year. Uh, I mean, Saban, when he was at LSU, lost to UAB. Yeah, I mean, there's a Ed lot of first-year coaches. But these aren't. He's not going out and losing to FCS schools. He got beat by a conference opponent at home. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. 
There's no doubt it's bad, but and they're four I, and six. Yeah, I mean, it, I agree with you. He's not going to get fired, but I, this it's not season, a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look, especially just because of everything that's kind of surrounded it the past couple of weeks with the video getting leaked off the bus of the legend D line coach pretty much telling players to get off, you know, get out of the team. But to me, that is a necessary thing that's going to happen. You're going to have to sort out who, who needs to stay and who needs to go. And the comment that he came out and said to the media is absolutely true. Probably shouldn't have said it out loud. But having 33 new scholarship players on campus next season, that's a wild thing to say. <laughs> well, here's my thing on it. So if you say you were in a coma and yeah. you didn't know Tom Herman got fired, you wake up, and I tell you about the last, like, three weeks of Texas football, you would still think Tom Herman's a coach. Yeah, that that is true. So, it's definitely still Herman's players, and they're still acting like jackasses. Yeah. Um, so, and you're, he definitely gets another year. You are 100% correct on that. And I, if, if Texas fires them, they're fools. Because I, I would, I mean, if I were a top program in need of a, in need of a coach, I'd hire Sark immediately. Dude, can you like just think of all the opening? Like if Texas did hypothetically, if they did fire him, USC's open, LSU's open, Florida's probably open, Texas is open. Virginia Florida's Texas gonna open. be open. Yeah, I think Florida's, Florida's gonna be open. it's gonna be open. There's yeah. too much has happened, and I think I don't know I, if he if he can win, beat Missouri and then make a statement against Florida State and win the bowl game, he might save his job. He might, but like, I don't think he's gonna eight do five eight and five. You can live with eight and five. I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you can, but I mean, dude, he's, I, I, as a Georgia it, fan, it, it, I don't come want him to, to stay. Yeah, I, I want, want him to stay. I want him to be there as long as possible. Probably the same way people feel about Ed. They want Ed to be here as long as possible. Yeah, it's not um, going to happen, I don't feel like. I think they're going to, if they don't gonna, fire him this year, down, if they don't fire him, the boosters, how the boosters yeah. really feel about him. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like if they don't fire him this year, you're going to be five games in next year and fire him. Well, it's going to be like a Les Miles in 2016 situation where they were supposed to fire him like after the Texas A&M game, but then they didn't, and then they ended up just firing him like week four of the next year. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. That is a total failure. Like you either you got to to me, I know why you want to fire guy, fire guy mid season to get a head start. Excuse me on the coaching search, but. If you should have fired your guy last year, if you even are thinking about it, I, th- well, they I think that answers him last year. No, no, no. I'm talking about oh, you're talking Florida. About for next, okay, for next year. Yeah, okay, if they're it. if they're even thinking about it, like if they think that's something they need to do, do it. They need to fire him this year. Yeah, I want he, him to like, stay. Like we talked about last week. He's got a low buyout. The staff's contracts are all up after this year, anyways. And I mean, you've already taken the hit in recruiting. Why not go ahead and just pull pull the plug? Yeah, I mean, it couldn't get much worse. I mean, you're losing recruits because he's not recruiting, and they're coming out and saying as much. And I mean, there's there's I just, several I find it hard coaches. To that no one on that staff's recruiting. <laughs> like I, I, most I mean, of these guys have power five experience. Like, how are you just not recruiting? <laughs> I mean, that's the reports that are coming out. I, it's probably not totally true, right? But when they're saying that, they're, it's probably they're just saying like, "Look, Nick Saban is literally." winning a game, Kirby Smart's winning a game, and the next day they're on a plane somewhere or Friday night before the game. I guarantee you Nick Saban goes out and wins a game and calls up a five-star on FaceTime and lets him watch the celebration. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
Like, I'm sure that happens a lot. But I feel like whatever those guys are doing, he, you know. Mullen's the, not. Mullen's not doing that. I mean, if you look at every. People, Mullen, Mullen's, you know, off on his boat. I, I would argue that at least half of the top ten, if not all of the top ten, and, and are doing something similar to that. No matter what happens, they're going out and recruiting. And Florida should be doing that too, and they're not. I mean, yeah. for, for God's sakes, places like Tennessee, like where things, I mean, things are turning around, but Tennessee's doing that. That's going to, I mean, Florida's going to get worse and worse in places like South Carolina. And, are doing it. Like everyone, like at this level of football, like you have to recruit all year round. Well, I mean, if you're allowed to contact players, you have to contact players. Yeah. And I don't know if Nick Saban's ever said this. Kirby Smart has, though, just recently. Like, if you want to win, you're going to have to recruit. It's not about coaching. I think Dan Mullen's a perfect example. He's a great offensive coach. But if your guys don't match up, they don't match up. If you want to compete for national championships, you have to be realistically top 15 every year, maybe even top 10. I mean, you've heard the numbers about the five stars in the SEC. Yeah. And then. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, there's not a huge difference between one through 10. So if you're, well, really like one through like seven, maybe. So if you're within one through seven pretty much every year, like, you should be able to win a national championship. Not I mean, you should be able to compete for a national championship when you rephrase that. Yeah. Unless that's you're Texas A&M. And then. And you're you talking know. about recruiting ranking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would even argue top 10 that you could realistically, but you're well, probably, if you're talking you're about just like where more, you finish ranked, you probably need to be top 15, but as far as recruiting classes go, there's not a whole lot of difference between the number one recruiting class and the number seven recruiting class. Each I mean, class is going to have misses. Each class are going to have guys that overperform. And these guys are going to have right about what you expect. Yeah. And that's like something that people hadn't talked about in the past. Like I think Georgia in 2018 had this, uh, or no, was it 2020? I think it was 2018. We had the number one class. Dude, before we even started playing a game, I think we had three or four guys either not play or they're like still never even played on the field. So it was LSU just, signed seven five stars from 2018 to 2021. None of them have played in the last two games. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of exactly what our 2018 was. It just didn't. Yeah, those stars don't matter. And that's the way some of these coaches, like Kirby's talked about it openly. However they measure recruiting, it's certainly not by these recruiting companies. Well, it's hard because you have to base it off their level of competition. And let's face it, there's a lot of areas in the country, depending on what your division is and where you go to high school, the other teams aren't competitive. No. No. If you got one really, really good player that plays like a skill position, they can, I mean, look at what Derrick Henry did in Florida. I mean, he's obviously a great running back and a really good guy, but I mean, he just was destroying teams by himself. Yeah. And you're 100% right. I mean, I played high school ball with a guy who won the Walter Payton Award, which is at the time was Division Two or one AA. So it was at Georgia Southern. That guy, like, he was single-handedly beating teams. We were just out there hanging out with him on the football field. <laughs> I mean, it's just the truth. Yeah. So, there. I mean, yeah, like what, you, like what you're saying, there, a bunch of these guys like that, you, you don't know what they're really going to be like in an actual football setting. We don't know what it's going to be like when the, like, are they going to be able to push themselves to compete with other people at their level? You don't yeah. know that until they get on campus. All right, let's get off of the recruiting talk. We 
went. Yeah, we went. We went. Yeah, we went off on, on a that. tangent on that. <laughs> Texas um, and Florida, man, just got to get the shit. Got to recruit, bro. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Lake's been fired at Washington. We talked about Justin Fuente out of Virginia Tech. Not a huge surprise. He probably had one of the hottest hot seats coming into the season. They haven't had a great season. Um, do they make a play for Baby Beamer? Uh, are you talking about Shane Beamer at South Carolina? At South Carolina, yeah. Uh, I okay. I was just making sure there wasn't another Beamer son out there. So no, I think there's only one. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I would I would say Virginia Tech would be the purpose perfect place for Shane. Obviously, his dad was there, and I think he would bring something to the ACC that the ACC needs, which is to make other teams competitive competitive outside of Clemson. Which I mean, this year it turned Wake- out to be Wake Forest. <laughs> um. You have to call him. I don't know if he goes just because I don't know if you want to like. That's tricky. Like father's legacy. Do you want to go to? Do you want to coach that school? I don't know. Well, and also, you're in the SEC. Yeah, you're in the SEC. It's kind of mean you're going from realistically a lower tier SEC team to a middle of the road ACC team. You're probably better off sustaining in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of a lateral move of sorts. Uh, Miami fired their AD like we talked about. He wouldn't give Manny Diaz a raise. Um, <laughs> anything else on that one? No, no. I okay. just, I'm just waiting every day to see if Manny Diaz is the next coach fired. And the heartbreaking news that people just wanted to watch quarterbacks have fun, uh, Bo Nix has broken his ankle and is probably done for the year. So TJ yeah. Finley is your new starting quarterback for the Tigers, Eagles, Plainsman. So, collectively, people everywhere have automatically just penciled in Alabama as going to the SEC championship, uh, which I think they would still go regardless at this point, right? Even if they lose the Iron Bowl? No. Well, they have to win this week. If they win this week, it's guaranteed. Uh, They're going to beat Arkansas. I would just have to believe that. Uh, Yeah. What started Arkansas this weekend, um, that Bama should be able to beat them pretty easy. Um. They're they are banged up and they just don't have like they're like they have their no zombies out there on the field right now. Yeah, they don't have any depth. Um, These look slow because they're just so tired. <laughs> but with that being said, like I, I'm pretty sure they're going to win one of the next two games, if not both. What happens right. though if TJ Finley comes in and just dominates for Auburn? <laughs> I don't think it'll happen, dude, because he. There's I mean, no tape. I don't know, There's... man. His skill set. I mean, he's a he's a statue back there. Yeah. I mean, he's got some wiggle to him, but, I mean, he's not Bo Nix. Yeah. Bo Nix is the kind of quarterback that gives Alabama trouble. But, Guys like I, TJ Finley don't. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Like, Will Anderson's going to eat. He's going to probably get four or five sacks by himself. Uh, he might break TJ Finley in half. Yeah. But TJ Finley throws a more catchable ball than Bo Nix. But who's he throwing the ball to? Can you name one Auburn wide receiver? Yes, I can because he transferred from Georgia. Okay, how's that guy? Demetrius Robertson's the best receiver. Okay, well, that's the guy who transferred from Georgia, so name another one. Uh, 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 I guess Shay, uh, is it Sh- Shannon? Shivers, Shiner? Yeah, the tight end. The tight end. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tight end. Yeah, I don't know another wide receiver. Yeah. One <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one can dream. I mean, everybody's got him penciled in. It could it, Jordan Hare voodoo, man. So who knows? But we'll, Dude, we'll if see. there's one team that can go in there with their backup quarterback and beat Bama at home, it's it's Auburn. No matter who's the coach is, I think Auburn at a night game at Jordan Hare 
Totally possible. It makes crazier, no sense. Crazier things have happened. Literal crazier things have happened, yeah. Dude, I still, what was, it, what was that, like 2018 or 2017, where Auburn just had like the crazy plays against y'all and Bama to win both those games? Uh, you're, you're talking about the prayer at Jordan Hare where it bounced off our defender. Yeah, and then and they had to get the kick six was the same year. It was the same year. It was the same guy, I believe. Yeah, uh, maybe. I'm like, not sure. Uh, Lewis? I have no idea. I think it was the same guy. Either way. Um, that was a crazy year. I think that was 2013 or 14. Oh, has it really it, been that long? I think it's been a while. Jesus. Um, so apparently Iowa hung a banner for the 2020 Music City Bowl, a game that was never played. I did not see this, but that is fantastic. I think they had to play Missouri, and Missouri had to cancel due to COVID. Got the clap. So Iowa just straight up took it as, well, they forfeited, we win. So they just made themselves a banner, and it's now hanging in their stadium. <laughs> I mean, I hope I never get to a point where my team's hanging banners for just the Music City Bowl in general, regardless if you played an opponent or not. Yeah, I know that sounds really elitist, but, yeah, if we win a Music City Bowl, we better not hang that damn thing like, well, I think on a practice fence, like, it has all the bowls that we've been in, like, the that surround or the fence that surrounds the practice facility. I think it has all those on there. I'm okay with that. We're not hanging a banner for a forfeit <laughs> win. Hey, you want to put a plaque that lists them that all the years that we made the bowl yeah, or something? Cool. Yeah, fine, fine. Perfect. Yeah. Don't tell me. Don't tell me that you went to the Don't have awesome. a halftime <laughs> unveiling of the fucking flag. I do not want to see the <laughs> Los Reyes tortilla bowl up there. Like <laughs> Cheesy Bowl. I'd hang one for the Cheesy Bowl. The cheesy bowl. I wonder if they're gonna hang. I wonder if they're gonna hang a Duke's Mayo Bowl banner for. Uh, You know, Kansas. Kansas was the Cheese It Bowl uh, team of the week. I did see that. I did see that. Uh, Speaking of Kansas, their fullback got an NLI deal with Applebee's after. So this is a walk-on fullback who had never played a snap of offense until this play. Yes, I saw that two-point conversion, and now he's got to deal with Applebee's for commercials that'll be playing in Kansas. And then his parents were also there and caught it on camera and posted it social media. So he's gone viral. Yeah. Uh, so Applebee's is cashing in. <laughs> he might as well, man. Might yeah. as well. Uh, so the rankings came out earlier tonight. Nothing super surprising. Um, I guess Oklahoma falls down to 13. Ole Miss moves up to 12. Wake Forest cracks the top 10. Um, other than that, I mean... Wisconsin being at 15, I guess, kind of surprises me, but it's just one of those things because I forget how much everyone else has lost, and Wisconsin's only lost three games. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, they went through this period where they lost one game where their offense was just comatose. Right. And then the other two games were pretty darn close, and then they've actually beat beat the number two team. They beat, they beat somebody else that was high-ranked. They've done some damage. Yeah. Um, I will have to say I did – I was listening to it uh, there at the end. And they did make an interesting point. If Bama loses a close one to Georgia in the, in the uh, championship game, does Bama still get in? No. I, I, agree. I, I agree. Probably get in, but they shouldn't. I agree. And and the argument was is then you would have to move Cincy up. Would Cincy beat Bama ever is what they're saying. And I, I think they I mean, could. The, the, your natural reaction is to say no because it's Bama. This is the same Cincy team that only lost to UGA last year by a field goal. Yes. 
Yes. Like regardless of how they look this year, they've like they proved last year when they play a big time opponent, they can bring their A game. Now they, they may literally stopped, but you got to give a chance over yeah, a two loss Bama. Come on, let's like yeah, really. Yeah, I agree. I think they deserve a chance. But this was my next part to that that I heard them talking about the stuff that's going on behind them with Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan, well, Michigan play. State wins out. They're going to jump. Michigan or Michigan State wins out. They have to beat Ohio State, and right. So that's done. So Ohio State drops out. One of them moves up. You can't put Notre Dame above Cincy. Cincy beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Yeah, but Cincy could literally be stuck at five. If they put in Notre Dame over Cincinnati, people are going to like send death threats. Uh, now, I will agree with you. I don't think they're going to put in Notre Dame, but potentially Oklahoma State could jump all these people. I don't see how. With Oklahoma losing, I don't see how. It'll be interesting to see if Baylor ends up getting another shot at them in the Big 12 title game because I think they played Oklahoma State pretty early in the year. I think the Baylor team now can beat Oklahoma Oklahoma State because it was a close game. Yeah. I mean, Cincy just needs to pray right now that either Michigan, Michigan State wins out and that Bama. They really really need, they need Oregon to lose. That's what they need. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but let's just say I was going to say Bama needs to. I don't know, dude. They're Cincy playing Utah this Bama weekend. To get beat to death by Georgia is what Cincy needs. <laughs> Wait, what? Cincy needs Georgia to beat the crap out of Bama, like beat them bad, to ensure they're not in the playoffs. But and I'm just trying to figure out a way that Cincy gets in. And I don't. Cincy, see, okay, don't Oregon's going to play Utah this weekend. They could lose that game. They could. They got to play Utah twice now. Um. Yeah, and they still got the Pac-12 championship. They could lose either one of those games. And Oregon State's not terrible either. I don't know where it is this year, but they could lose that game too. That's three possible losses. Yeah, I think that's their last game of the season State before the Pac-12. Hasn't played Michigan yet. And plays Michigan State this weekend. So Michigan State, one of them is guaranteed that two teams are guaranteed that two losses. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. You I'm just saying. Name. Yeah, go ahead. You can't you put can't their name on them because they you beat can't. them. Can't. And then Oklahoma play, State is likely not going to win another game. Now, here's the question. One lost week for Cincinnati. Man. I, I think Cincinnati's earned it. I think they're they're too I close. I think they're the too path close. The is there and is very likely. I, I, I agree, but I just also see – I feel like it's a coin flip here, like 50-50 shot. But I could easily see Cincy just totally getting getting screwed. Okay, well, this two of the top ten are guaranteed to have a second loss. For sure. Yeah. Per, um, yeah so they need Wake Forest to lose, they need Oklahoma State to lose, and they need Oregon to lose. If yeah. those if those three teams lose on top of everything else that's gonna happen, I and think really, they're in. I think they're in they, three. Maybe. And they really need Oklahoma State to lose as well. It wouldn't hurt. State. They need the, pretty much. They all oh, need good. the top Sorry, two. They need the top ten to have two losses. Yeah, and you're right. And and it's, and like you said, it's pretty much guaranteed to happen. Um, but okay, so here's a weird scenario. What if Michigan and Michigan State both beat OSU? Um, if they both beat Ohio State, I didn't think about that. That throws a serious wrench in the plans. There is a potential for some just jacked up because they're on the same side of the they're on the same side of the conference too. So it's not like they'd even rematch. Yeah, 
they're not going to be able to. So Michigan Ooh, would by that's... default. No, Michigan State by default would go to the championship. Yeah, because they got the tiebreaker. I'm assuming they do their tiebreakers head to head, not whatever the Big Twelve does. Yeah, the point differential. I think they do. I think it is head to head. But right now, Michigan State has a tiebreaker, even though they're ranked below them. below Michigan. If they went out, they'll have a chance to face Ohio State again, and they would have to beat them a third or a second time. To if they do that, if no, they no, do no. that, they're, they're going to get in. All three of those teams are on the same side of the conference. Oh wait, all three are. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I thought I thought Michigan, Michigan State were on one side. No, yeah, State Wisconsin's going to win the other side. So it's going to be one of those three playing Wisconsin. Oh, well, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to rematch it. Yeah. So if Michigan and Michigan State both beat Ohio State, even if one of them wins, it's going to cause kind of a problem. Uh, it depends on what happens with everybody else. Because you're well, you're pretty much banking on there being one, one loss, like big, a Big Ten team in the mix. Yeah. But I didn't think about it. if they both beat Ohio State, then they're both one loss. I didn't think about yeah. that. Because Michigan, right, let's uh, let's move on. We spent a good bit of time on this. Well, let um, me say one last thing. Okay. I just say Michigan and Michigan State both to me seem a lot like Oregon in a way. I don't know where those games are being played. But they got great running attacks, and they're pretty good on defense. Michigan State and pre- the Michigan State game is at Ohio State. Ooh, and I think the one. Michigan game is at Michigan. Yeah, and Jim Harbaugh pretty much has to win this game. <sighs> I yeah, I mean he won't get fired, but no, no, he's not going to get fired. But I don't know. They if they yeah, I don't know. That's tough because I mean, you can easily make the case that they should be undefeated right now. Okay. Well, like I said, we have spent a ton of time on that. I just had that one last thought because it's okay. it's going to end up being kind of a mess. Yeah, I said last week this is going to be a wild ride to the end. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> these these last three weeks are going to be. We just spent twenty minutes breaking down how to get Cincinnati in the playoffs. <laughs> All right. uh, welcome All right. to this week's version of Jared is happy and Corey is happy. There's only two weeks left. Yeah. Only two weeks left. Uh, UGA had a pretty rough week coming into the Tennessee game, going into Neyland Stadium, and uh, they destroyed Tennessee 41-17. to That defense, week in, week out, just just leveling folks. Uh, I was pretty impressed with the ability for the coaches to adjust on the fly. They made some personnel switches, and whatever Tennessee did to start the game, uh, they, made, they marched straight down the field and scored and then didn't do anything for the entire rest of the game until the end of the fourth quarter. So they made some fantastic adjustments. Players really responded well. Um, the gauntlet is over, so it's time for us to tune this machine. I don't know. I, I looked as far back as I could find, and Georgia's only been undefeated in SEC play. Uh, four times. And this is the first time since 1982. Uh, They did it in 1980 and won the national championship. 82, they went and lost to Penn State. Um, They, this, this just seems like Georgia's year. They have everything in place. Everything's clicking. Nothing seems to derail this team. It's been fun to watch. It has been the most fun to watch for me. And it's the first time I imagine, Corey, this is probably what you felt in 2019 yep. and what Adam felt probably last year and the other 
11 times their team has won the national title. But <clears throat> you just see it coming. Like, you just don't see anybody else that can match up to this team. I mean, it's possible. I mean, we could – Georgia's known for these things. But it just seems like this team is different. They stay focused. They stay on track. Uh, Kirby Smart and the squad is really on the verge of something special. I mean, if they end up winning with the current <laughs> construct of this team – um, it's kind of a throwback in a way. It's all defense, and then you've got a walk-on quarterback leading the way. And it, it's fun to watch. It's just fun to watch. I'm excited, and hopefully we can get healthy. We've got Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech left. And then we play most likely Bama in the SEC championship game. So I'm just soaking it in. I'm excited. I hope everything goes to plan. No more. <laughs> I hope we can stop the injuries. We just keep losing people. We lost Arian Smith for the season. But uh, either way, not that worried about it. I'm still still fun to watch. And uh, I guess that, that's my spill. Corey, if you've got anything, shoot away. If not, tell me about LSU. Now, uh, I look like a real genius for saying at the beginning of the season that Georgia was going to win that championship because y'all are just Boy, you, y'all are just unreal. You called it. <laughs> I was dead wrong about how it was going to go, but I did say you were going to win that championship. I honestly, I thought it was going to be the third year in a row we saw like this amazing offense. That's what I was imagining in my mind, and uh, it is the nope. total opposite. Yeah, <laughs> y'all are getting there with playing defense and running the football. We we just need to score three times and we're done. That's all we need to do. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, that's really all I got for the Georgia side of things. Uh, on the LSU side, the defense showed up again. They actually did a better job stopping the run against Arkansas than UGA did, um, which is really impressive. Um, I don't know who the next head coach is going to be. We can talk about that whenever that happens. But I feel like Durante Jones and Blake Baker, the linebackers coach, uh, should get both get chances to keep their jobs. Supposedly, Corey Raymond and Brad Davis are going to be safe. Um, but hopefully, those two guys get a chance because the last two weeks, the linebacker plays have been pretty good all year. There's been some bad games, but for the most part, it's been good, better than it was last year, and then the defense the last two weeks just looked lights out. Um, offense tried some new stuff, Wildcat, things like that. Unfortunately, quarterback stuff didn't really work out. Um, offense really never got going. Uh, brutal loss, pretty much guarantees they were not going to go to a bowl game. We would have to beat Texas A&M. It's at home. It's senior night. It's Ed's last day. I, I don't know if they can do it. Um, went to the game, the Arkansas game. It's enjoyable. It's pretty cold and windy. Um, I don't, it's it's tough. There's more people there than I thought, actually. Um, debating on going to the A&M game. Uh, definitely not going to the game this weekend, though. And that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, I, I will say this. Y'all's defensive line is probably one of the greatest I've ever seen. Well, here's my thing. If we get a coach that switches to a 3-4... Um, you would have at one defensive end position, 6'6", 300 pounds, Mason Smith. The other defensive end position, 6'3", 300 pounds, Jaqueline Roy. And then your nose guard would be like 6'2", 330 pounds, state champion, power lifter, Jacoby Gillard. <laughs> well, I mean, I was looking at the stats today, and I think you sent one to the group. Um, I guess why I feel confident in saying that is you have – 
three, you probably have three or four of the best defensive lines probably to be assembled in quite some time all exist at the same time. Texas A&M, Clemson, Georgia, and LSU. And we're uh, down two starting defensive ends. <laughs> and the stats that y'all's defensive ends are putting up, or your defense in general is putting up each well, I mean, week honestly, is pretty impressive. It, it's the it's Neil Farrell on the defensive line. The other guys are making plays, but Neil Farrell's a difference maker. And then it's the two linebackers. It's um, Micah Baskerville and Damone Clark. Uh, Damone Clark had the game of his – I mean, uh, Micah Baskerville had the game of his career against Arkansas, and Damone Clark's just been wrecking people all year. Damone Clark looks like another Patrick Queen out there. Yeah, and it's wild to say because, like, when you, you mentioned those – like, I mentioned those four teams and what LSU's done defensively, I mean, especially along the defensive line. And then you look at places like Michigan and Wisconsin and Penn State. There's a lot of good defense. There's a guy. There. Yeah. Well, that also goes to what we were, we talked about multiple times that there's you know there's a lack of like really good quarterback talent out there too. But there's some really really good defenses here for sure. Yeah, I, I think that COVID year, the giving the teams the sixth year, I, I think it far more helped the defensive side of the ball. It's like they've everyone understands like the RPO now. Yeah, everybody seems to be shutting it down much more. I mean, Tennessee just ran a high tempo offense that's just spread out to the sidelines, and I mean it's hard to stop. But like Georgia just made some adjustments and shut it down. I feel like any team that Wisconsin and Penn State face, whatever their normal scores are, you can pretty much cut them in half. Yep. So it's it's a it's a wild year. But you're right. There's not. There are maybe three good quarterbacks, and they're definitely nothing compared to what just graduated. Now, over the last couple of years, not even close. Um, game reviews: uh, Michigan beats Penn State twenty-one to seventeen. Penn State looked like they were going to pull it out for the majority of the game. Yeah, they. Uh, I can't tell. Sometimes, sometimes Penn State to me looks a little unfocused. Well, I mean, their coach is rumored to be leaving as well. So you know, that's probably, what it, makes. That's exactly the point I'm getting to. Yeah. I think he's got a foot out the door and it's kind of just sliding. Well, I keep hearing, because, I mean, everybody links him pretty much to the USC job. I yeah. keep hearing Aranda's name thrown out for the USC job, too. Aranda's the West Coast guy. Yeah. Um, That'd be interesting. Bring us to our next game. Baylor defeats Oklahoma. Um, oh, I was here for this all day. Yeah. Baylor looked good, man. They just play good, sound football. It's weird. I have a kind of a respect for Oklahoma in a way. Like, they're pretty good year in and year out. But they are notorious for making the playoffs and then immediately getting crushed. Right. So I'm glad that Baylor just went ahead and made sure that that didn't happen this year. <laughs> dude, they're still not out of it yet. Dude. Crazier things have happened. I, and I know. They could they could work their way back in. But I mean, I'm just When it's I'm all just said and done, Jerry, they could be number one. I, I mark this right now on November the 16th at 8.34 p.m. Eastern time. I, I don't know what I'll do, but if Oklahoma makes the playoffs, I'm going to lose my damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold you to that. Hold me to it. Uh, Purdue loses to Ohio State. Uh, as soon as I saw Purdue was ranked, I knew they were going to lose this game. Talked about it last I week. should have flipped it as well. I actually joked about it. We had a you little bit together. It? No, I didn't. I kept it on Purdue. No, I flipped it immediately. Like, not even hesitation. I kept it. I kept it. 
shouldn't have. You were right, though. We were joking about it. I was like, Purdue can't win when they're ranked. <laughs> oh, no, dude. I literally had it up when we were talking about it, and I immediately clicked Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, I will say this, though. Ohio State gave up 31 points to Purdue. Purdue's got a good offense, though. It's not like they're going out there running the ball. I mean, they sling it. Yeah, but, I mean, I think that just more states is where Ohio State's defense is. Yeah, I mean, not they scored good. the 31. I mean, they got up to 31, but they scored most of it late. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a close game. Okay. I didn't watch all of it, but... I watched a good bit of it. It was not a close game. They were beating it pretty easy. Okay. Let me find the score real quick. Talk about Minnesota versus Iowa, because I did not watch that game. Uh, okay. Um, I didn't watch much of it either, but it was back and forth. I was surprised how much trouble Iowa got out of Minnesota. Um, I feel like after I was ranked two, they were ranked two for one week, and then it's just kind of seemed like it's come apart at the seams immediately. They uh, they they've had like two losses or three. I would have had three. Lost like three straight. No, two, 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 two. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's rough. Well, sorry about that. Why can't I find the Ohio State game? Where's the box score for this? Okay, here it is. Uh, yeah, you're right. Ohio State scored 21, then oh, 24, yeah. and then seven and seven. And yeah. It was, so, yeah, it was Purdue scored seven and ten and it was forty five to seventeen and a half. Ooh. Yeah, it's over. Um UAB beats Marshall. That was uh I mean I didn't watch this game. That was just one of the pick'em games. Yeah, that was an odd pick'em game considering Mississippi State Auburn was out there. They always throw like a random they always throw a couple of random group of five matchups in here for us. Yeah. Uh, which I, I like it. I like it. I, I do too. I, I think there, games, was, but it's there was once upon a time though that it was like they would pick the ten best games. And Are you saying UAB beating Marshall was not one of the ten best games of the week? No, no, it was not. I would argue that San Diego State Nevada's that way as well, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ole Miss beat Texas A and M. I was at, like I said, I was at the Arkansas game. I didn't get to watch any of this one, but for one understand, Ole Miss just kind of ran away with it. Yeah, we watched this game. I was really surprised. Um, I mean, Texas A&M kept stonewalling Ole Miss, and Ole Miss just made some boneheaded offensive plays and didn't score. I mean, it was 15 to nothing, I think, going into the third quarter. Um, Texas A&M's offense is just – Yeah, it was, 15 to, it was 15 to nothing going into the third quarter, and I think it was late in the third quarter that – Texas A&M finally scored, and then Ole Miss rips off 14. And Texas A&M with Calzada, I'm not saying that Calzada couldn't be the guy. He's just a – you can tell he's young. He's making – he's doing the best he can, man. Well, that's kind of my thing. Like, when people talk about LSU hiring Jimbo, like, look at what they've done this year. They're not going out and blowing teams out. They're winning with defense. Why would I want the offensive coach on a team that's winning with defense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he – I mean, their offensive line is not good this year. No, it's it not. And that's that one of the biggest problems. Too. Like, in a year that you needed to have a good offense because of the situations with your quarterbacks, uh, yep. this would have been that year. But instead, you're – 
senior quarterback and all the offensive line left at the same time. That's a bad combo, even with all the talent they had coming back. Yep. Uh, Notre Dame beats Virginia. Didn't watch any of this one either. Uh, I did not watch this game. All right, didn't moving even, along. Didn't even Wake Forest beat NC State. We watched this game all the way to the end. And I, <laughs> I guess there's just some schools. Kind of, This reminds me of like when UCLA played Fresno State. And even, oh, who was it? It was the SEC schools. It was, oh, Kentucky and uh, Tennessee, 45-42. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so many points being scored constantly. I mean, it just... This is the one pick in the MMS last week. Oh, <laughs> was it? <laughs> yep. You got 90 points. Back into back into the top 700. Yep. I picked I picked NC State, so... If I thought about it more, I probably would have picked Wake Forest. It was um, a fun game to watch, but it, it yeah. was just... No defense whatsoever. San Diego State versus Nevada. San Diego State wins. Um, yeah, I picked them just because they're st- <laughs> they seem to always be in the. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, Oregon beats Washington State. That game was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I mean, these were all the games that came on when I was at uh, the Arkansas game. Seven uh, Mississippi uh, State yeah. beats. Go ahead. Oh, go. I don't know why I have sound right now. Okay. Can you hear? No, I can't oh, hear. God. You. Okay. Mississippi it State is. beats Auburn. Um, Auburn went up early and then just gave up forty and answer points. Uh, Auburn was up twenty-eight to three. And oh, fa- that dreaded twenty-eight to three, Jared. <laughs> You hit twenty eight to three. That is devil like some score. magic. That's some de- that's some devil score. I mean, it is such a bad number to have. It is literally tainted that combination of numbers for all time in football. No doubt, because Auburn did. They gave off. Was it? Did you say it was 42? 45? Like forty two? Like forty unanswered points. But yeah, unanswered. Like, did that happen once Bo Nix got hurt, or did he play the whole game? I don't know. I was I, like, this game was on. Before I left, but I didn't really watch much of it. I think he got hurt late. I think he played the majority of the game. Yeah. Uh, just unfortunate for Auburn. Um, I did not see that one coming. I thought Auburn was going to win out. Uh, that did not happen, though. And Bo Nix is Dude, off. He's done for the Mike year. Mike Leach, so. man, he catches another one. Yep. For sure. Um, Florida beat Sanford by the skin of their teeth. Um, how do you feel about Dan Mullen oh. talking about how they're going to celebrate this win? They did celebrate. There's video that came out of them celebrating in the locker room. Uh, and, and it's an insult to winning if you say you should not celebrate. <laughs> Dude. Uh. I mean, <laughs> you were down 40. 42 to 35 at half. 42 to 35 at half. That is concerning. At you the week sh- after you fired your defense coordinator. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's bad. I mean, rip off 70 points. I mean, what the heck did he pull out of the playbook to achieve that? Dude, I just, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, but with that performance right there, I mean, his seat, I mean, even though it's a win, it just soured that's more and more people That's the worst possible result outside of a loss. <laughs> Yeah, to give up 52 points to Sanford and to be losing going into halftime, 
That's bad look. That's real. I bad would look. almost say this is worse than actually losing, but losing I, you know what? I think there's a lot of Florida fans that would agree with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I threw this one in here just so I could say the sentence: uh, South Carolina, after their big upset of Florida, uh, loses to Missouri. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. that's the East, dude. I wish we were in the East. The East just seems like more fun. Uh, well, it's it's definitely uh, the definition of parody. That's for sure. No doubt. <laughs> the West is so serious. The East just seems like a good time. We're just drunk over here playing football, man. <laughs> well, I mean, in the drunkest we... game of the week, Kansas beats Texas <laughs> in overtime. <laughs> a future, a future SEC team, Texas, lost to lost two and to, one and eight. Kansas lost to basketball school, Kansas. And, and literally lost on a two-point conversion at the end of the game. Yeah. What are you doing? One play. <laughs> rule them all. And you let them have it. To the, yeah. walk, the walk-on fullback who's never actually played. Yeah, that's the thing that blew my mind. Is a guy who had never played offense caught the game-winning touchdown. Well, it was a two-point conversion, but whatever. Two-point conversion. He, he caught the game-winner. And he's he, never played he, offense before. It is, it is a... <laughs> First ever walk off. Literally I, walked on the field, walked off the field, champion. That dude could have been hammer drunk. The coach was like, "You're going in." He's like, okay. <laughs> Who am I hitting? You're catching the ball. What? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Never done this before. Should be fun. Oh shit! I caught the ball. What does that mean, guy? We won. We won. Oh my we god! Win. Win. <laughs> I gotta go find my mom and dad. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, in the Friday night game of the week, Pitt beat UNC. Uh, Pitt's year. Yeah, it's kind of Pitt's year. <laughs> Dude, Pitt still has like the ten best odd, tenth best odds to make uh, to win that championship. I don't even see. Yeah, That's Dude, it's on there. I'm telling you, I saw it on Twitter. And Twitter's never lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. True, it's true. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna find it while we get. To Alright, right, uh, yeah. overachievers and I've got Kansas as my overachiever. I can't believe you didn't pick Kansas. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, why he didn't pick him either. Let me have that one. I appreciate it. Because I was welcome. late to the document yesterday. Uh, Samford, because they you know, they got the moral victory against Dan Mullen. And Pitt, dude, this year. Uh, underachievers of the week, Texas A&M. It's A&M all year, man. They're not, as, they're not as good as their ranking is. Uh, us because we're just we lost in overtime to Arkansas and Auburn for giving up forty unanswered. Yeah, those are those are solid. My overs for this week are Baylor for beating number eight Oklahoma, uh, Mississippi State for beating Auburn. I mean that's forty unanswered points. UTSA just because they're now the best team in Texas. <laughs> so moving on, uh, unders Oklahoma. You lost to Baylor. That is. You're the number eight team in the country, and we're just so pissed that you were nine and zero and couldn't get in the playoff. Uh, Texas for losing to Kansas and Florida. Florida, like we just talked about, probably a worse result than a loss. Um, with that, we'll move right into hot takes. My first one is more of a self brag. It's not a hot take. Uh, I said the ACC not making the playoffs and Oklahoma getting exposed for. Both turned out to be true, so uh, I'm just I'm just going to take that victory lap there. Um, Oklahoma, I don't think is done losing, and Oregon will be the next top five team to lose. 
that those those are my predictions. Uh, I am going to have a flip flop this week, and I since he's I think since he is going to make the playoffs, uh, I think the committee I don't think they value really anything that Cincinnati's got at the at the table. So, but I still I, th- I still think it's going to happen. I think they're going to have the cards fall that they get in. So. Andy, welcome to the dark side. Um, my hot takes. I think there's a pretty good chance LSU, Texas, and Florida all don't make bowl games this year. That's um, wild. Texas and LSU both have to win out to get to a bowl game. Florida's only going to win one. But I, Dan Mullen may just get scorched earth on his way out and just lose both on purpose. <laughs> yeah. He might. He might. Yeah. So it is Tuesday, November 16th at 748. Uh, I'm not going to say – I mean – this morning I woke up and it was, or last night I went to bed. Nobody knew who the next head coach she was. Today I wake up and everyone's convinced it's going to be Lincoln Riley. Um, my top pick still Dave Miranda. It'd be a good get. Um, Jerry, you jinxed us last week by talking about if we should up it or not. So that last week doesn't count. Uh, two more ranked teams. Who's done ranked teams this weekend? If I ask for forgiveness, could you potentially forgive me? No, Jared, because we had a legit like eight week stretch going and you ruined it. <laughs> I was willing to sacrifice UTSA just to make sure we got it. I mean, that that's I would agree. LSU could have done it too. Yeah. Could have done it, man. Could have been the team that saved it. But nope. Thanks, nope. Jake Pete. Uh all right, you guys we twelve figure it out. Figure it out. Well, so I, I went back and listened to it. He says, like, practice was over for the day. He didn't just, like, leave in the middle of practice. Oh. Because, uh, you know, there's only so much time a coach can spend with the players during the week. Yeah. All right, so picking games for this week. First up, we got Iowa State playing at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favorite by four. I am going to pick Iowa State. Are you? I am. I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they lose this game. Do I have a bunch of other upsets? I don't know. I'll reevaluate this one at the end. Uh, Michigan State versus Ohio State at Ohio State. Ohio State's here by 19. Yeah, I'm picking Ohio State here. But this does reek of an upset, though. It reeks of a cover? I don't know if it reeks of an upset. Yeah, either take Michigan State's defense is not that good. Yeah, I mean, I do agree on that point. I'm, I'm it's gonna. Not State. It's not Michigan. Yeah, Michigan does have the better defense. I, I picked Ohio State. I just, my whole thing is, I have all these beliefs and I say them out loud, but deep down in the core, I just feel like Ohio State wins because they get that logo on their helmet. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest is playing at Clemson. Ugh. Clemson is actually favored by three and a half. I'm think, picking the Tigers. I'm picking Clemson as well. I think Clemson's going to do I'm gonna it. Go back. I may end up changing this one for the weeks over with because Wake, Wake Forest's defense is terrible, but their offense is really good. And I yeah. don't know what the status of Clemson's defense is, but dude, well, they just their offense is so bad. Their offense is so bad. Yeah. Worst offense, Clemson or Texas A&M? Oh, I think it's Clemson. I think Texas A&M is a hot second, but at least they got a running back. Shipley's yeah, just true. not there yet. 
And he doesn't have an offensive line to run behind. No. Uh, Ar- the Spiller A chain, but they're doing they're doing it. Arkansas Bama. Bama's favorite by twenty and a half. From picking Bama. Yeah, it's just like we've talked about for the last couple weeks, Arkansas, man, they just their legs have given out on them. Yeah. I agree. Uh Cincinnati versus SMU. I've got Cincinnati. Uh, I got Cincinnati as well. I don't think if SMU it was at it. SMU, I'd be more nervous. I think they win this game. Yeah. Uh, UAB versus the Roadrunners. Uh, meet, meet, man. Meet, 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 meet dude. Keep riding All it. Till keep riding it. Um, the ULL Raging Cajuns versus Liberty. Can you freeze? I'm going to go with uh, the Raging Cajuns. I'm taking the Raging Cajuns as well. Uh, Baylor versus Kansas State. I'm take Baylor. Taylor as well. Oregon versus Utah. I'm going to take Oregon. Taking Utah. Okay, that'll be a good split. I think I think they're both going to play each other again, and I think the winner of this one will be the loser of the next one. Yeah, I think, I think eventually. Ultimately, they end up splitting them, I agree. Um, and Arizona State versus Oregon State. Uh, Arizona State. I'm going to Oregon State. Okay. That would be fantastic. Uh... Dude, Oregon State's not bad this year. No, they're not. I think they're kind of like uh, Nebraska in a way. I think they've lost a lot of close ones, and they're much better I mean, than their record would show. Nebraska's three and eight. No, 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 no. I know there's a huge difference in the record. Uh, Nebraska's had way more losses. I just think that Oregon was close in all four of their losses. Oregon State. Yeah. I mean. uh, all right. So not picking games of the week. Some of these I don't understand how they're not on here. Uh, Texas has to go to Morgantown to Ooh, play the Mountaineers. I'm picking. I'm picking West Virginia on that one. I'm on the Mountaineers as well. Um, I think. I kind of think Sark's kind of lost the locker room. Yeah, I think that there is going to be a mass exodus, but I think they're going to get the right players to stay. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Them. I wouldn't be surprised if Bijan Robinson transfers. Yeah, I could see it. He's not even from Texas. He's from like Arizona, I think. Yeah, I don't know if he would go to a West Coast school or an East Coast school, but I see, I can see him transferring. All the Dave Aran to USC, bro. <laughs> yeah, really. Dave Aran knows Dave. There's one thing Dave Aran is going to do. It is run the football. Yeah, and Bijan Robinson would dominate the Pac-12. Oh, for sure. Um, Georgia Tech at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's favorite of seventeen. Um, I'm going to pick Notre Dame. But I could see Georgia Tech pulling it out. I uh, because we never actually go back and check any of these unless we talk about them next week. I pick Georgia Tech. Nice. <laughs> uh, Nebraska versus Wisconsin. Uh, this, I think Wisconsin. this is the game that determines if they go three and nine or not. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Wisconsin. <sighs> I'm gonna go with way. Wisconsin too, but mm. I really want Nebraska to win this game. Um, no, they have two more games. Okay. Yeah, and what we got next? Virginia Pitt. Oh, they're gonna play Wisconsin and Iowa. Ooh. They yeah. went they ended their season with Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a rough that's, that's a rough uh, sled. They become the best three and nine team of all time though. <laughs> no doubt. Uh Virginia versus Pitt. Uh, I'm gonna take Pitt. Yeah, I'm gonna take Pitt as well. Uh, Virginia, uh, Florida versus Missouri. 
I'm gonna take Missouri. <laughs> I'll take Missouri, dude. I want chaos, bro. I want Texas LSU. If we can't make a bowl game, I want Texas and Florida right there with us. Dude, that's probably never happened before. It's I it, it may have happened one other time before, but it is very hard to believe that there's ever been a year of those three teams those three teams didn't make All a missed a bowl. Yeah, I, I don't think that's ever happened. I would be willing to bet a lot of money that none. I'm gonna go back and research happened. that at some point. If they if they don't all make it, I'm I'll make a deal with you. If they don't all make it, I'll go back and look up when the last time it happened. You'll go viral for finding that. <laughs> <laughs> for finding that piece of information. <laughs> uh where are we at? Okay, Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech. I right, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go Oklahoma State as well. Uh Charleston Southern versus UGA. I'm going with Charleston Southern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they won't put a line on it. I don't guess they're going to. I'm going to go UGA all the way. I'm going to pick the four and five FCS school, <laughs> dude. I, if it happens, I'm coming to your house. If it, <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, we're leading off of that one next week. <laughs> I will do the Jerry. It is. Uh, you'll do the podcast alone. You'll do the podcast alone forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, ULM's playing LSU. I hope. I mean, LSU's here by twenty nine. I don't know if we can beat ULM by twenty nine after what I saw this weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna still pick LSU, obviously. But I'm gonna pick to win. I would not. I would not take the twenty nine points. Yeah, not to cover. I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. <sighs> Somebody's All right. Going to do. Uh, that wraps up the football portion of the week. And somehow uh, we're right on time. Anything you want to add at the end? No. Uh, I think that was – I had fun with that. Um, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, I don't have anything to add game-wise, uh, either preview or review. I am really just – I guess the games that I'm going to start looking forward to seeing the most is how the Big Ten plays out. Big Ten's got the most int- – the Big Ten and the Big 12 have the most interesting finishes for sure. Yeah, yeah, the SEC is pretty much decided. SEC is decided. I mean, ACC, they don't have as many teams at the top, but it still should be a pretty entertaining finish. Well, I hope it's better than this directional Michigan game that's on right now. Oh, yeah, you've got a couple of matching games. Uh, Bowling Green versus Miami. Another battle of Michigan, Eastern Michigan versus Western Michigan. We've had this is the third week in a row. It's been the battle of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, in some directional form or another. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, man, Michigan Civil War twenty four seven over there. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, random topic times. Uh, if you had to live for a hundred years straight, would you rather live eighteen hundred to nineteen hundred, or twenty one hundred to twenty two hundred? I'm gonna say twenty one hundred to twenty twenty one hundred to twenty two hundred. What if there's an apocalypse? Twenty ninety two. I mean, what if, right? Or what if, what if I live in a time where I could die from a broken toe? <laughs> well, okay, I make, I make this deal with you. In, in the eighteen hundred nineteen hundred scenario, you get to pick where you live. I don't know if it matters. Um, I, I will say this: I would be really intrigued to live during that time just to see how things were. But I am also, I'm just much more fascinated with the future. I just think a hundred years yeah, from the now. the future is the unknown, dude. That's, well, that's, like, that's my whole, like, it doesn't give you any like reservations whatsoever that there could be like apocalypse. And like, not only is it 
like it not only is it as bad as it was like in the past, it's actually worse because like no one knows what to do anymore. Well, I, I'm willing to take that <laughs> risk because if it's that bad, I'm not going to live for a hundred years. <laughs> no, no, that's what that's kind of what I'm, like the point of this is like you have to live for a hundred years. Oh, like I can't die for a yeah, hundred years. Die. Like I'm, you live for a hundred um, years, one to a hundred during this time frame. It, I mean, if I'm forced to be alive and nothing can kill me, then I think that opens up a whole new window of possibilities that yeah, I could go enjoy. live in the wild, wild west and be, you know, Rob Trains. I mean, that's ooh. you do make a fabulous point, right? But I still think that I'd rather attempt to be a space pirate a hundred years from now. <laughs> You'd rather be a space pirate than a regular pirate than a water pirate. Yeah, I think so. Also, I'm going to miss out on World War One. Like, I know that sounds morbid, but that's that's why I picked this time frame. For the most part, you're missing out on the major wars. You're not fighting them. I mean, there's a civil Who knows war. You're getting up in a war in 2122. I mean, if I'm not going to die, then bring this shit on. <laughs> that's true. Also true. <laughs> I mean, I would just be going into every war with like this. You'd be the most literally... war hero of all time. <laughs> I just want to tell you guys this: this does not matter to me at all i cannot die i'm gonna walk out here and show you this <laughs> get blasted by a tank shell come walking back in and be like i don't understand it i'm just here now <laughs> yeah all right uh ranked as action movie stars from worst to first uh jean-claude van damme steven seagal wesley snipes nick cage Keanu reeves okay so are you saying that the worst action hero of all time is jean-claude van damme I'm saying like no, no. This is just the names. This is not my personal ranking. Okay, okay. But when we list them, the first one we're saying is the worst. First one, one is the worst one. Last one's the best one. Okay. So if that's how I'm going to do it, then I'm going to say Nick Cage. Okay. <laughs> Steven Seagal. All right. Wesley Snipes. Okay. Sean Claude Van Damme. Okay. Keanu Reeves. All right. Uh, high opinion of Wesley Snipes. I, I Wesley Snipes is worse to me. Um, That's fine. Steven, Steven Seagal, Nick <laughs> Cage, uh, Keanu Reeves, and then John Claude Van Damme. JCVD. Okay. That's that's my guy. I almost put him number one. And you, then you know what's the like, greatest movie? Wait. You know the greatest like cheesy action movie ever made is it's Kickboxer. Dude, yes, yes. The day, like, I dude. Love- Kickboxer's the best because you have a girl over, you put Kickboxer on, and then it's so bad at the beginning, she doesn't want to watch it. So, you know, you do your thing, and then by the time you're done, you're usually done in time to like catch the dancing scene at the bar, and then it's just perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, the long, drawn-out slow motions of not the karate move itself, but... (laughs) The faces after they're just like, ah. Dude, <laughs> Kickboxer is the best movie of all time. I could watch that and it just makes me happy. Yeah. And then there's so many other good ones too. Uh, he was in the Street Fighter movie. Yes. Classic. Uh, Dude, what was it? It was like Dragon. What was the one no, Dennis Rodman? Lionheart. Oh, was that uh, it? No, double no, no. take or something like that. Double take was the one. <laughs> sudden, it was sudden impact him, or was that Seagal? I think that was Seagal. I think that was too. I mean, Steven Seagal had some good movies. Um, uh, I mean, what's his name? As cool as Blade. That's pretty much all. I mean, Demo Man yeah. was okay. I, I, I should have put Stallone instead of Snipes. 
Uh, let's see, if you did that, I put Stallone first because I love see, the Rambo. Put, that's really why I didn't put Stallone or Arnold because I know like that'd be you can't really one. you have to, like. So this I is think like, that's a good B, list. This is the B tier, kinda. Um, the Keanu Reeves made it for me just because of John Wick, the Matrix movies. You know what the funny thing is? I haven't seen any <laughs> of the John Wick movies yet. Have you not? No, I need to. I know I need to. I just haven't sat down and watched them. Buddy, you are missing I out. Know. As I much know. as a dog lover as you it. and your wife are, y'all are going to love John Wick. I love John Wick. say that with everyone else knowing what yes, happens. Yes, Frank. Steven Seagal runs like a girl. We see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay, moving on. If you could ask a monkey one question, what would it be? Does that banana, is that actually something you like? Do yeah, you dude, like that's bananas? exactly my question too. What's the deal with the bananas? <laughs> Gotta let me know. <laughs> right. Would you Would you rather something else? Yeah. Would you like to try uh, a pear or an apple? <laughs> How about an orange? <laughs> uh, who would win in a foot race between Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, or 61-year-old Daryl Green? Um, I'm probably picking Daryl. Actually, I'm probably picking Brees. I'm... I'm going to pick Daryl Green. I think Daryl Green. Breeze, Breeze wasn't a runner, but I think he's quicker than the other ones. Yeah. I, I mean, if you take out the Daryl Green, then I'm obviously going to pick Drew Breeze as well. Uh, but between the other three, who do you think is the fastest? Because I think it's going to be Matt Ryan between the other three. Uh, I don't know. Peyton Manning had some. He could move. Peyton was good at weird. spurts. I'm not. It depends on how long the race is. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady's got to be the slowest. Yeah, Tom Brady's not fast. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's my take on that. Want to move to the next one? Yep. If you could if you, pick any two college football championship games to go back and watch in person, which two would they be? Yeah, uh, I, I left it at two because I figured you would probably have maybe a great game you had witnessed and won from – one from LSU and then one. You're right. I would have answered this with two. So yeah, good, good job by you going in and putting two out there anyway. I was going to say the same thing, uh, but I'm not actually going to pick a Georgia national championship because it's either the 81 or the 40s. I would love to go back you to, go back to 2000. No, I'm talking about winning the national champion. Uh, I definitely it, don't want to watch that happen. No. I mean, just <laughs> throwing it out there. It's another game you'll play. I, I don't ever want to see that game. <laughs> No, um, I would go back to 2005 and watch the Texas USC game, or uh, what year was that? Was it 2000? The Miami Ohio State game? Uh, you're talking about like the Maurice Claret game? N- perhaps I know. Was it? Willis it was the McGahee? one that went into overtime. Willis McGahee like destroyed his knee. I th- yeah, I think. Um... I think this is like 2000 or 2001. Yeah, it was one of those. I would love to go see either of those national. I bet that would have been incredible to see either of those. Um, I agree about the USC Texas one. That's still probably the greatest championship game ever. Um, that was such a great game. Uh, and then the other one, I guess, would be the 2007 LSU national championship. That's the only one I didn't go to. Um, so I guess I would go see that one. Yeah, I, I, it's not that I don't I wouldn't want to go back and see the 1980 championship game. I just feel like it would it, the game is so different now. I don't All know right. if I would be into it or not. I don't know, dude. Georgia still looks pretty much the same. 
<laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Oh, all right. 40 well, years ago, that, bro. Not a whole lot of innovation out of the all the Bulldogs. And just for future reference, I'm 35 in 10 days. And I have the closest I ever came to a national championship as a Georgia fan was in 2017. Yep. And then I'm over here and I've been to two LSU championships. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. You don't always have to be consistent. You just got to get lucky every once in a while. Dude, I would be perfectly happy with a national championship every other decade. I don't know, dude. <laughs> you say that, then you end up in situations like we're in. I mean, we're... Georgia's not above those situations. It could easily be us in that same deal. I don't know. Y'all wouldn't have hired Ed Orgeron, so probably not. I mean, that's probably true, but we could have... <laughs> who knows who we could have hired? I mean, we were trying to hire... Are we Dan Mullen was a candidate. That's, I mean, I don't say, I don't know if we even pursued him. Uh, dude, three weeks ago, people on Tiger Droppings were saying, bring uh, Dan Mullen to LSU. Oh, no. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Uh, all right. Well, that's all we got for this week. Um, go check out the socials. Um, go Tigers. Go Dogs. We'll see you next week. Uh, Adam Short, and we're going to play Halo. Oh, my God. Later. Later. <laughs> Frank, this is when you stop.